Guten Morgen, America. Guess what? Yeah. Just had the most brilliant, like, month of news ever since August 8th. When Marilardo was so-called raided. It's just been like Christmas every single day. And so, yeah, I cover all the pre- pro-democracy podcasts. And, um, but maybe today, uh, I think I'll become a producer for Midas Touch. Okay, let's see here. I'm looking at the most recent Midas Touch, uh, publications. This is 29 minutes ago. Breaking recap of Trump Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. The traveling fascist cosplay circus known as a Trump rally took a stop at Wilmington, North Carolina. Its previous stops included Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania and Youngstown, Ohio. And in true circus cosplay fashion, this was one of the weirdest and most disturbing events ever to take place in the United States. It's my job here at the Midas Touch Network to break down the events for you, and so I'm going to give you all of it. And the reason that we discuss it here uh, on the Midas Touch Network is we need to call it out. We need to condemn it. We need to demonstrate the threats that face our country, and we need to show that what is being spread here is weird, it's anti-American, it's dangerous, it's fascist cosplay, and all of the Republicans out there, when they talk about, oh, we want to do a commitment to America or a contract with America, at the end of the day, their vision of America is what we see here in Wilmington, North Carolina. Their vision of America is what we saw in Wilkes-Barre. Their vision is what we saw in Youngstown. Their vision is QAnon theme music to cult followers supporting a leader who's a freaking idiot, dangerous, vile, disgusting, despicable criminal named Donald Trump. People holding up a finger with QAnon slogans as QAnon theme songs play in the background. That is the commitment to America that Republicans are promising. If you elect them into power, they will try to make us all part of that weird freaking cult. And that is disturbing and disgusting, and we are not going to let that happen. Let's talk about what happened in Wilmington, North Carolina. Well, we always talk about the pre-show to start. The pre-show here was hosted by Trump's lawyer, who claimed that she wasn't Trump's lawyer. You know, Christina Bob, the one who would do all of the TV appearances, and she would say during these appearances that, uh, it's my understanding that there may or may not be nuclear secrets. It's my understanding that there was actually... No search warrant that was actually served. It's my understanding understanding. that the FBI may have planted the records. It's my understanding. Remember her? Well, she's now claiming she was also the one who on June 3rd signed a declaration under penalty of perjury that all documents were turned over to the FBI, which, of course, we we know is a lie. We know that MAGA stands for Make Attorneys Get Attorneys, and of course, she needs an attorney now because she's likely under investigation for <laughs> her own obstruction and criminal conduct in connection. But her thing is, she says she's no longer a lawyer for Donald Trump, or she was never a lawyer from the outset for Trump. Here, let's play this clip of Christina Bob for the pre-show saying that she's actually not Trump's lawyer. I'll clarify a little bit. I think people were a little bit confused. I, I am on President Trump's legal team. I do work for him. 
on election issues. I was never on the legal team handling this case, just to be clear on that, which is why, you know, I came in as the custodian of records because I wasn't on that team. Right. So I just want to, want to clarify for people that thought I was doing both. I was not. I've never happened. And as part of the pre-show, Christina Bob also says, don't listen to what the mainstream media says about any of Trump's policies. Uh, they're all lies. The mainstream media is lying to you. Play this clip from Christina Bob. Don't listen to the mainstream media about what President Trump's policies are because that is complete propaganda. It is lies that are being fed to you by horrible people. So really look into it and look up what policies you thrived under and the policies right now that are hurting every single American. And of course, the whole MAGA view about everything is that every election is a fraud now. They don't believe that any elections actually are fair. If their candidates lose, they're not fair. If their candidates win, um, then it is a fair election because that's what fascists do. This is Christina Bob saying that uh, Gavin Newsom runs in 2024, it will be illegitimate because she claims that his recount, uh, which he uh, defeated the recount swiftly, it was an embarrassing recount effort out in California to try to remove him, like Gavin Newsom destroyed the recount effort. She goes, yeah, that was election fraud also. Here, play that clip. If they actually do try to make it Gavin Newsom, I think it only highlights the fact that they are planning on stealing the election in order to try to win it. There's no other way they can win. Nobody outside of California, and I will go so far as to say the vast majority of people inside California, don't want Gavin Newsom. I, people know that I have reported strongly on election integrity Obviously and election security efforts. California's elections very popular, are a hot, actually. hot mess. We saw that. What kind of governor who's being recalled, yeah. who's in the process of being recalled, actually becomes more popular in the second election. It's just Shocking. bizarre, Shocking. and it's intellectually offensive that they think we would fall for that. And then here is Christina Bob interviewing a woman who says that uh, the Democratic governor of North Carolina, he was elected by fraud. That it couldn't possibly be. All the Republicans, they were elected correctly, but the governor, that was election fraud. I mean, I think it starts from the governor. I'll say it, he's corrupt. <laughs> I don't think he won. There's no way when Trump and all Republicans won the down line that he won in 2020. And I, I don't care who knows that. But, but um, you know, it's just, I feel like the state has a lot of corruption. So that's how the uh, rally starts. Just complete lies and propaganda. And then just saying that all elections are fraudulent. That's what... That's like the chief tenant of MAGA. Not like, how are we going to help you? How are we going to solve your problems? How can we address systemic issues like lowering drug prices and making healthcare more affordable, making education more affordable, building up our infrastructure, supporting our allies, you know, things that we'd want politicians to talk about. Their whole premise is that elections are stolen. And the reason that they do that is because they want to anoint their cult leader, who they refer to as Orange Jesus. That's actually what Liz Cheney says Republicans were calling Donald Trump on January 6th inside the Republican congressional cloakroom. They were calling him Orange Jesus. And so because they want to anoint a king and an emperor who won't be voted in in this country, their whole premise is that all voting is uh, illegitimate. Let's talk about the crowd size. Very small, very weak 
crowd, about 3,000 people here. We got a photo for those who are watching on YouTube. You can see this crowd size. I mean, it looks like a very small, uh, like carnival kind of crowd that you would expect to see for like a, you know, maybe like a small folk band that plays in front of a crowd of 2,500, 3,000 people, but, but a very, 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 very small crowd here. And then uh, Donald Trump spoke, and in this one, Donald Trump, see he's getting more and more uh, deranged, more and more demented, because he's not even really talking about anything other than himself at this point. Um, and one of the things we saw as well here was he just continued to malfunction. Um, you know, for someone who likes to criticize others for their appearance or for their stuttering or just for their physical or other characteristics or attributes, I mean, Donald Trump could barely even get words together at this speech. And he basically starts off the speech by malfunctioning, and he seems to say that he wants to uh, keep America gay, is what he seems to say. Um, I'm not sure if that's what he intended to say, but here, play the clip of him saying that he wants to make sure he keeps America gay. Remember, I was going to say, to use an expression, we have to keep our country gay, but it's not, I mean, for some reason, it's just not great anymore. And then after saying that, he starts making other weird noises. He'll play this clip where he just kind of does like this weird thing with his hand and then makes a bunch of noises. So he follows that up by then asking the crowd, um, because he's trying to get the crowd to support Russia and Vladimir Putin, and so Trump then asks the crowd, um, do you all know what the N-word is, uh, and invites the crowd to tell him what the N-word is, because what Trump, I suppose, was trying to say is that Vladimir Putin was threatening Ukraine and the world with nuclear weapons um, in one of the weakest and most obviously desperate speeches that Putin gave trying to mobilize Russians uh, into the war effort, which, like, almost, like, massive amounts of military-age men just fled the country. Uh, but that's what Donald Trump was asking. He says to the crowd, do you know what the N-word is? Play that clip. The N-word! You know what the N-word is? It's, no, 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 it's the nuclear word. He mentioned the N-word yesterday, the nuclear word, not supposed to be mentioned. And then Donald Trump says something about sanctuary cities, um, but the main point that he wants to tell the crowd is that he owns property in North Carolina. He wants to brag to them that he owns property. Here, play this clip. At least sanctuary cities releasing dangerous criminal aliens into your North Carolina communities. I have property in North Carolina, very proud of my property in North Carolina, Trump National on the beautiful, beautiful lake, largest man-made, woman-made lake in the world, I believe. It's great. Lake Norman. Did anybody ever hear of Lake Norman? I love Lake Norman. In fact, I'd like to go from here, Ted, and go over to Lake Norman and do something. And then he hears a noise in the background while he's giving a speech, and he hears a, a tractor. And then he wants to tell the crowd that he knows a lot about tractors. Play this clip. 
and he came up and see, you know, that tractor out there, all that buzzing means is that it's going backwards, but it'll stop. It just stop. It's amazing. That tractor's a long way. I know a lot about tractors. And then he, I suppose, addresses uh, the investigation into uh, him stealing top-secret sensitive compartmented information at uh, Mar-a-Lago. Um, as well as the lawsuit that Tish James, the New York Attorney General, brought against him for over $250 million, and which would permanently uh -huh. ban the uh, uh, Trumps and his adult Neither. children what from a burn, what a cut. Uh, Stick holding your positions of directors asshole. and officers. So essentially preventing them from actually conducting business again uh, <laughs> in the state of New York. What a burn. He goes, we have a document Sucka. host, and then he calls Letitia James a racist and calls her peekaboo, which is his own racist dog whistle. Here, play the clip. The document hoax. We have a document hoax. They're talking about me with documents, and then they go back over the last five presidents. You take a look at that hoax. There's no better example of the left's chilling obsession with targeting political opponents and the baseless, abusive, and depraved lawsuit against me, my family, my company, by the racist attorney general of New York State, Letitia Peekaboo James. So it's really interesting with Donald Trump calling it a document hoax here, um, because Judge Raymond Deary, the special master who he appointed, uh, has ordered Donald Trump to submit a declaration under penalty of perjury by September 30th, where Donald Trump must attest if it really is a document hoax or not. And I can assure you that his answers under penalty of perjury um, will be very different than what he just said there. but. Keep digging that hole by saying that it's a document hoax while you're being investigated for stealing our top secret compartmented information. And then his essential defense against Tish James, who, by the way, Donald Trump had the opportunity to answer Tish James's questions. Um, he was asked by her um, all of the issues about the valuations of the companies and what did Donald Trump do? He pled the fifth. I played the fifth. I played the fifth. I take the fifth amendment. And so if he had nothing to hide, why would he plead the Fifth Amendment? And by pleading the Fifth Amendment in the Tish James case, he has uh, uh, given an adverse inference against himself, meaning that Tish James can point to the fact that he pled the Fifth Amendment in her case to show the jury or to show the judge that his answers, had he answered them, would have actually proven the facts that she's trying to show, would have proved what he's being accused of. And so Donald Trump's going to lose that case. So I like that he's a tough guy in front of his 2,500 to 3,000 small rally crowd, but when he actually sits in a room in front of Tish James, who he calls a racist and he calls her peekaboo, well, guess what, Donald Trump? When she asked you and she stood in front of you and asked you questions, you were a chicken shit. Um, and that's the uh, that's where he went there. And then he wanted to tell the audience that his that my kids are good people. I, my kids are good persons. Here, play this clip. Rather than spending all of her time going after me and my family, Ivanka, think of it, Ivanka. Ivanka is a very good person. Uh, Don Jr. He's a good person. Eric, Eric, he's a good people. And then after that, he wants the crowd to know that um, he's not a terrorist. Here, play this clip where Donald Trump goes, I'm not a terrorist. 
to falsely label MAGA, make America great again, MAGA. Remember what, you know, they say MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. They don't want to say what it means. It means make America great again, Uncle Sam. Supporters as, they want to call us domestic terrorists. Do you believe it? I'm not a terrorist. But you know what? There's great anger in this country right now. There's great anger in this country. Never forget, all of this torment, persecution, and oppression is not happening because of anything we've done wrong. It's happening because of every person. Eric. 2,500 to 3,000 small rally crowd. But when he actually sits in a room in front of Tish James, who James's questions, um, he was asked by her. 440 um, times he pled the fifth. Letitia Peekaboo James. So it's really interesting with Donald Trump calling it a document hoax here um, because Judge Raymond Deary, the special master who he appointed, uh, has ordered Donald Trump to submit a declaration under penalty of perjury by September 30th where Donald Trump must attest if it really is a document hoax or not. And I can assure you that his answers under penalty of perjury um, will be very different than what he just said there. But keep digging that hole by saying that it's a document hoax while you're being investigated for stealing our top secret compartmented information. And then his essential defense against Tish James, who, by the way, Donald Trump had the opportunity to answer Tish James's questions. Um, he was asked by her... Um, all of the issues about the valuations of the companies and what did Donald Trump do? He pled the fifth. I played the fifth. I played the fifth. I take the fifth amendment. And so if he had nothing to hide, why would he plead the fifth amendment? And by pleading the fifth amendment in the Tish James case, he has uh, uh, given an adverse inference against himself, meaning that Tish James can point to the fact that he pled the Fifth Amendment in her case to show the jury or to show the judge that his answers, had he answered them, would have actually proven the facts that she's trying to show, would have proved what he's being accused of. And so Donald Trump's going to lose that case. So I like that he's a tough guy in front of his 2,500 to 3,000 small rally crowd, but when he actually sits in a room in front of Tish James, who he calls a racist and he calls her peekaboo, well, guess what, Donald Trump? When she asked you and she stood in front of you and asked you questions, you were a chicken shit. Um, and that's the uh, that's where he went there. And then he wanted to tell the audience that his that my kids are good people and my kids are good persons. Here, play this clip. Rather than spending all of her time going after me and my family, Ivanka, think of it, Ivanka. Ivanka is a very good person. Uh, Dom Jr. He's a good person. Eric. Eric. He's a good people. And then after that, he wants the crowd to know that um, he's not a terrorist. Here, Pathetic. play this clip where Donald Trump goes, I'm not a terrorist. Pathetic to cravings. falsely label MAGA, make America great again, MAGA. Remember what, you know, they say MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. They don't want to say what it means. It means make America great again, Uncle Sam. Supporters as they want to call us domestic terrorists. Do you believe it? I'm not a terrorist. But you know what? There's great anger in this country right now. There's great anger in this country. Never forget, all of this torment, persecution, and oppression is not happening because of anything we've done wrong. 
It's happening because of everything our movement is doing so right. And did you notice in that clip what he said? He goes, I'm not a terrorist, but. Uh, so first off, if you have to say but uh, after I'm not a terrorist. Right. Persecution and oppression is not happening because of anything we've done yet. It's happening because of everything our movement is doing so right. And did you notice in that clip what he said? He goes, I'm not a terrorist, but. And then after that, he wants the crowd to know that um, he's not a terrorist. Here, play this clip where Donald Trump goes, I'm not a terrorist. To falsely label MAGA. Make America great again. MAGA. Remember what, you know, they say MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. They don't want to say what it means. It means make America great again, Uncle Sam. Supporters as, they want to call us domestic terrorists. Do you believe it? I'm not a terrorist. But you know what? There's great anger in this country right now. There's great anger in this country. Never forget. All of this torment, persecution, and oppression is not happening because of anything we've done wrong. It's happening because of everything our movement is doing so right. And did you notice in that clip what he said? He goes, I'm not a terrorist, but. So first off, if you have to say but uh, after I'm not a terrorist, and you have to go and try to tell people that you're not a terrorist, that may be one of the examples of you actually being a terrorist. But notice what he goes. He goes, I'm not a terrorist, but you know what? There is great anger in this country, and there's great, we're being persecuted and tormented. And so, in essence, he's saying, you know, the I mean, that's the dog whistle right there, right? He's saying, well, I'm not a terrorist, but... I kind of have a reason to be a terrorist, is essentially what he's saying there, to rile up the crowd. I'm not a terrorist, but... And, of course, we all remember the CPAC convention. That's what they call Conservative Political Action Committee. That's their conservative convention, which, of course, they're not conservative anymore, where they had the big banner on top of the stage that said, we are all domestic terrorists in solidarity with domestic terrorists. I'm not making that up. There was legitimately a sign at the Republicans' main convention, the MAGA Republicans, that, that showed solidarity with domestic terrorists. The sign said, we are domestic terrorists. Then Trump says, our rallies are bigger than ever. Uh, so play that clip. That's kind of like Trump saying, before you play the clip, that's kind of like Trump saying that he's not a terrorist by saying that rallies are bigger than ever um, because just a total and utter lie. It's like one of the smallest rallies um, that they've ever had here. Play this clip. You know, when I went to China, I told this at a couple of rallies, our rallies are bigger than ever. Look at this rally. And then what Donald Trump likes to do, of course, in typical Trumpian projection is he goes... Um, he goes, these people, they keep saying things over and over again, all this disinfo. If they just keep repeating the lie, they think that people are going to listen to it. Here, play this clip. You know, everything they do is disinformation. They say things, and they keep saying them, saying them, saying them, and people start either believing them or not believing them. There's not a lot of belief in this place with all these thousands of people going as far as the eye can see. And so what Trump's actually quoting there is, the Nazi propagandist Joseph Goebbels, and someone who Trump has studied. And um, the big lie concept of Joseph Goebbels is 
repeat a lie often enough and it becomes the truth. That is actually the whole strategy of, of Trump and MAGA. Uh, repeat the lie over Students and over again. Just keep saying the election is stolen, the election is stolen. And if the lie is big <laughs> enough, people will believe it. That's just the psychological aspect of people who are lied to by people like charlatans like Trump and like Joseph Goebbels. Um, and so there, Trump's, that's Trump's own tactic. And again, now he's accusing other people of doing it, which is... Typical, typical Trumpian tactics. Uh, but there you have it. That's the Trump rally in Wilmington, North Carolina. They played the QAnon song, the theme song at the end. People started raising their hands with the, with the QAnon symbols. At least this time, some members of the security asked them not to uh, put the fingers up in the air, uh, but they could still listen to the QAnon theme music. But there you have it, Wilmington, North Carolina. I mean, dangerous, deranged, but, you know, to some extent, you, you almost hope Donald Trump keeps going into swing states and holding these rallies in front of these smaller and smaller dwindling crowds, you know, because what it really shows is what is at stake, you know, especially on the same day where the radical MAGA extremists known as the Republican Party, these MAGA Republicans are introducing their what they call their commitment to America. Again, Donald Trump holding this rally demonstrates what their real commitment to America is. Their real commitment to America is that, is that weird cult behavior, and then the cruelty of total abortion bans, and removing and revoking Social Security and Medicare, and increasing uh, the costs of drug prices, and going after and suing students, you know, who are seeking loan forgiveness. I mean, they're whole, you know, as long as it helps the billionaire class, that's all they care about. I mean, it's a commitment of cruelty, a commitment of weirdness, and a commitment that they want America to look like what you just saw in Wilmington, North Carolina. And it's utterly, utterly despicable. And, and despicable. those are the stakes right there. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network reporting on the Great most job, recent Trump rally in Wilmington, North Carolina. Hey, do me a favor. Make sure you hit the subscribe button right now. We're on our way to 1 million subs, thanks to you. Additionally, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm shocked you don't have a middle...
I'd be delighted to be on your show by and by. It's a Shakespearean thing. I'm shocked you don't have a million subs yet. Y'all deserve a billion. Today I've become Modest Touch producer. Can you give me a welcome shout out and wish me luck in my race for write-in state mine inspector? In Arizona. There is a blank on a blank space. There's an empty blank space. There's a blank space on everybody's November ballots where a Democratic candidate should be. I'd be delighted to be on your show by and by. Rock on, brothers. Blue wave, baby. And blue wave and remember, baby. Nazi Trump took the, okay, these are the other things I wrote. <laughs> I wrote like how many comments? Six comments. Can you please break down this peekaboo name applied to Tish James? Bless your bless her heart, by the way. I love you, Tish James. Thank you for your service to America. Tish James is bravest woman in America. She got the litigation party started. Ben, thank you so much for all you do. I'm podcasting this and all the other page democracy podcasts, becoming a producer today. You guys rock, love you, man. 440 is, oh yeah, uh, Nazi Trump took the fifth 440 times. 440 is the number of the frequency of chaos. Coincidence? Pathetic ramblings of a psychopath. Everybody should know Trump is an ardent student of Hitler. He keeps Hitler's mind coughs at his bedside table according to divorce papers with Ivana. Talk about that, Ben, please. I'm shocked you don't have a million subscribers yet. Y'all deserve a billion. I become Midas Tech's producer today. Can you give me welcome shout out and wish me luck on my race for write-in state mine inspector in Arizona there's a blank space on everybody's November ballots where a democratic candidate should be I'd be delighted to be on the show by and by rock on brothers blue wave and November baby <laughs> top uh, let's see two days ago did I hear this top Prime family re reincarnation. I believe it would be criminality. When was this? Three hours ago, Michael Cohen, MSNBC. Nice. Where does Bradley get? supposed to be the one. I used to believe. Do I believe one. Michael Cohen? Do I believe there will I be criminality for Donald? There's plenty of savings in Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazon has daily nice. deals. Nice. I'm so glad to. I'll go check on those tater tots. See him. Um, Vindicated. So the myth that has carried Donald Trump through his entire adult life, from the public spotlight all the way to the White House, is that he's some kind of savvy, self-made New York mogul. 
Now, he's spent decades cultivating that image, projecting unmitigated success despite multiple bankruptcies, casino closures, settlements over fraudulent practices, and business failures. His image is sheer bluster. It's all smoke and mirrors. For years, there have been countless public accusations and investigations into the fraud behind the Trump business empire. Even back all the way to 1991, when Spy Magazine printed an expose on how Trump schemed to inflate property values. But despite all of that public reporting on the fraud committed by Trump and his company, he and his New York empire have never met a consequence they couldn't survive. That could all be about to change, though. A civil lawsuit brought this week by New York Attorney General Letitia James spells a whole new level of trouble for Donald Trump, his adult children, and I emphasize the word adult, and the Trump Organization. After three years of investigating, interviewing 60 witnesses, and pouring over thousands and thousands of pages of documents, Attorney General James has quite the list of accusations against the Trumps and their companies. They violated several state criminal laws, including falsifying business records, issuing false financial statements, insurance fraud, and engaging in a conspiracy to commit each of these state law violations. We believe the conduct alleged in this action also violates federal criminal law. And some of the common tactics they used include representing that Mr. Trump had cash on hand that he did not have, ignoring critical restrictions that would significantly impact property values when setting valuations, changing the methodology used to value properties from year to year without reason or notice, and using vastly different methods to value different properties even in the same year. The New York Attorney General is seeking hundreds of millions of dollars in penalties, in addition to barring Trump and his family from ever doing business again in New York City. She has also made criminal referrals to the Department of Justice and the IRS. And who does Donald Trump have to thank for all of this new legal peril? Well, to hear Letitia James tell it, none other than his former personal attorney, Michael Cohen. I will remind everyone that this investigation only started after Michael Cohen, the former lawyer, his former lawyer, testified before Congress and shed light on this misconduct. Joining me now is Michael Cohen. He's the host of the Mea Culpa podcast, and he's the author of the new book, this Revenge, is how Donald Trump weaponized the U.S. Department of Justice against his critics. Michael, you're a friend of the show, and you've graced us with being on the show multiple times, but obviously after this lawsuit came out, Michael, we had to have you on because we had to talk about your role Letitia James basically saying, you're the one who got this ball rolling. Michael, you've provided hundreds of documents, hours upon hours of testimony to multiple investigating bodies, including to Letitia James's investigation. Can you remind our viewers exactly what kind of information did you provide and why you think that this particular lawsuit, albeit civil, is a different kind of legal threat to somebody like Donald Trump and his family? Right. So first of all, thanks for having me back. Um, as it relates to how many hours that I spent, I spent over 400 hours providing testimony 
from the House Oversight Committee to the Senate Select uh, Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, the House Judiciary, Senate Judiciary, you name it, uh, Attorney General, District Attorney, over 400 hours, and provided approximately 10,000 documents. But what I really provided to individuals, um, I should say groups like uh, the Attorney General and the New York DA, what I, what I provided to them was a roadmap, something that they have never been able to figure out, which is exactly how Donald was successful in being able to avoid the consequences that I believe that he's going to be um, facing as a direct result of our tenacious and brilliant Attorney General Fish James. And what do I think is going to ultimately happen? Well, first of all, civilly, your, your number's not accurate. If you read the mm -hmm. documents, um, what you'll find, Katie, is that she's claiming a baseline of $250 million as far as a penalty, baseline being the absolute bottom. Now, knowing the documents that I have given to them and engaging in the hundreds of hours of testimony and conversation, I believe that that number will be three to four times the amount. We're probably looking at a settlement number of 750 to $1 billion. That's what I see. Now, let's just take that over to you. And you're right, it is a civil matter. So this does not involve criminality or prison uh, and so on. What you have next is her. I'm going to earn 3% on dining, including takeout with Chase Freedom Unlimited. That's a lot of cash back. Are you going to stop me? Uh, oh, I'm almost there. Too late. Boom. Earn big time with Chase Freedom Unlimited with no annual fee. How do you cash back? Chase, make more of what's yours. Providing this information to the Southern District of New York, providing it to the IRS, and probably as well to the DOJ. That's extremely relevant here because, look, go back to go back to Al Capone. They couldn't get him on racketeering, murder, extortion. So they got him on what? On tax evasion. And they have the goods. Mark Pomerantz, Carrie Dunn, who were working for the district attorney. And I want to just remind everybody that the DA's office and the attorney general's office teamed up in this investigation so that every time I spoke to one, the other party was absolutely there. Do I believe that there will be criminality for Donald? For his children, for Alan Weisselberg, absolutely. Michael, let's do a little bit of a gut check here, though, because you're right. There was a parallel investigation that was going on with the New York AG's office and the New York DA's office. And as you mentioned, people like Mark Pomerantz, they're not there anymore at the New York DA's office under Alvin Bragg. And even though Bragg's office keeps on issuing pressers stating the criminal investigation into Trump, and his allies is continuing, you and I both know as lawyers, sometimes that's just legal speak to keep people thinking that maybe there's something going on. Are you disappointed, though, that the New York DA's office hasn't moved as quickly as Letitia James, or do you honestly think that there is something around the bend for Donald Trump in terms of criminal exposure from the New York DA's office? Well, I believe he definitively has criminal issues as it will relate to the federal government, specifically the IRS. I have been quite vocal and quite disappointed in our new district attorney, Alvin Bragg. My hope, my fervent hope, is that with the Alan Weisselberg um, conviction, he's looking at either five months 
or he's looking at um, 15 years for failure to cooperate in the upcoming October investigation, and I should say trial, uh, by the district attorney's office against the Trump organization. I raise this simply because Donald Trump is he, he is the eponymous company. He is the Trump organization. There is no way to separate one from the other. Um, so when he, Alan Weisselberg, is testifying as to criminal activities or we'll call them in this specific case, alleged criminal activities by the Trump organization, there is no way that he can do what he needs to do to prevent himself, Alan Weisselberg, from receiving a 15-year sentence unless he implicates Donald Trump. And I have again been extremely vocal when I say that nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, ever took place at the Trump Organization without the direct and express knowledge and, um, and agreeance by Donald Trump. Nothing was done. Not even the purchase of paper clips. That had to be signed off by Donald himself. Nothing went without his knowledge and acceptance. Michael, knowing what you do now, not only about the internal workings of the Trump Organization and, frankly, how Donald Trump's mind works, you know, let's just say that the Trump Organization, that this is the death knell for it. Let's say it cannot operate anymore. Exactly what Letitia James is looking for, the inability for Trump and his children to be able to work or, or run a business doesn't happen in the state of New York anymore. You and I both know the grift is real, though. We know that Donald Trump has mm -hmm. been, you know, working his supporters and getting all this money in the packs, whatever. But do you think, Michael, that even the threat of criminal exposure is not as profound to somebody like Donald Trump as this idea of perhaps all of his absurd followers, that just cult-like followers, if they finally found out that all of this was BS, that he never really was worth what he claims he was, and that all of this was just a smoke and mirrors mirage in terms of his success? You know, sadly, I believe that these sycophantic followers are so deeply entrenched into the cult of Donald J. Trump, that even if they find out that he's completely broke, not a penny to his name, will not change their their um, opinion of him, the fact that he's the greatest president, that he's still the president, that he'll be the president again in 2024. I think what it does do, though, is it takes the group of individuals that Donald used to refer to as the silent majority, the people who are on the fence, the independent voters. And I think it changes their mindset and they'll start to hopefully open their eyes and look to see that everything that this man said, all of his campaign promises, all of the nonsense that's coming out of his mouth, including the stuff regarding Mar-a-Lago, um, that it's all complete and utter nonsense. And it's really nothing more than, you know, this, I don't know, the, the rantings of, of a buffoon. You know, Michael, um, I have made my way through this 222-page lawsuit. It's not just Donald Trump who has exposure. Um, his children, and I emphasized adult children because they're not little and they're not, you know, incapable of being able to look at punishment either, despite what former Attorney General Bill Barr wants to say. Do you think Trump, Donald Trump, has the parental love over his children to be able to take the fall for them? Or conversely, 
Do you think his children love him enough to want to continue to protect them? Or would somebody like <laughs> Ivanka say, peace out, I'm not doing it for you, I have my own family to think of? Okay, so let me be very clear about this one. Donald would throw his own mother under the bus before he would end up accepting liability and consequences. His children, uh, it's exactly the same thing as it relates to his children. Now, do I think that the children love him so much that they would step up for him? No. It'll be a fist fight between the three of them in terms of who's going to be first online in order to cooperate to reduce whatever their sentence is to become a 5K1 cooperator um, in the investigation. There's, it's a very dysfunctional family, despite, again, the same way that he lies about his wealth and so on, it's the same fake portrait that you see of the Trump family in terms of their inner workings amongst themselves. You know, I, I do Michael also Cohen. want to bring up, oh, since sorry. you like me, I also want to bring up, since you, like me, read this 200-page document, I think out of everything there, the most damning scenario is the fact that Donald Trump was told that he has to return, uh, by complaint, he has to return these documents. He refused. They sued. They won. Then he goes ahead and he appeals. Now, this is all part of the Trump playbook. He appeals. He loses on that, too. They take it to the Supreme Court. It's all in the document. And he loses again. Here's the interesting thing. During the raid on Mar-a-Lago, what happens? They find a box. They find a box of information, financial information, that's relevant to the subpoena that they had just gone through all of this litigation on. I believe the easiest action to bring against Trump is obstruction of justice. I believe that, you know, he, not only did he withhold documents that he was required to under subpoena, he had them, he hid them, and he refused to turn them over. I think he's in violation of that as well. Well, it sounds like Michael Cohen, the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, she heard you, and it sounds like the Mar-a-Lago DOJ people are also going to be tuning in to what you have to say. Just a reminder to our viewers, your book, Revenge, comes out October 11th. My friend Michael Cohen, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Great, great to see you. Have a great weekend. <laughs> So right now I'm sending an Instagram message to like Women's March and the students and Michael Cohen and Democrats. <laughs> ASU Young Dems, Andrew Young, No Lie with Brian Tyler Cohen, Joe Biden, DSCC, Comedy Central, Democratic Socialist, Morning Joe POTUS, <clears throat> Republican Jewish Coalition. <laughs> maybe I can, um, maybe I can convert them to Democrats, <laughs> people from Bernie Sanders. Ilhan Omar. Okay, that's good. Like 20 or 30 of them. 
Um, yeah, that was freaking great. <clears throat> Thank you, Michael Cohen. Um, <laughs> fact, congrats, you saved $500. What? Um, yes, so that, uh, hello, darlings, yes. Shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University of Arizona. Uh, into stones and KPYT Pasquayaki Tribal Radio on the res with Trista Show. So here's this is my message. I wrote I responded to that. We're gonna back up because I was busy writing and I didn't I didn't hear that. So we're gonna uh, you know pull up. But here's my, this is my message. Thank you, Michael Cohen. Thank you so much for leading the way out of this tunnel of iniquity. We have all been terrorized by Trump for the past six years. I call DOJ and post to their page. Tag them constantly. Please do the same. 202-514-2000. Hashtag the Justice Department DPT and January 6th CMTE. And I call the Congress 202-224-3121 every day and tell them. Expel the GOP traitors a year and a half ago. Please do your part as American citizens. Speak the F up. Hashtag blue tsunami. I'm calling on all three branches of government to do their job to protect us and the U.S. Constitution. Expel the GOP traitors and bar them all from office. SOS, 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 SOS. 147 GOP voted to overturn democratic election with zero evidence all of them must be removed immediately and don't take no for an answer america biden took that expression from me by the way in a recent speech he made so nice to see michael vindicated and helping us take down this whale of a wannabe hitler hashtag trump for prison hashtag lock them all up fucking whale of a wannabe hitler That's a a great cartoon idea. Whale of a wannabe fucking Hitler. Fucking orca. <laughs> I mean, it's like fucking. Kind of like a hapless. Um, um, Uncle Sam. And he's got the fucking Hitler mustache on his face. <laughs> Hitler mustache and uh He's <clears throat> got a fucking top soap pipe hat on. Oh no! 
kind of like prostrate. Oh no! He's got his, he's got his, um, he's trying to fucking like push me away with his foot. Hitler. Who is that guy with based on? I forget. Fucking Bernie. Should make him look like Bernie. Bernie. Let's see, I gotta figure out a way. Well, of a one B Hitler. Well, of a one B Hitler. So it's in the water, it's in my drawing the water right now. Alright, so there you go, the sketch. Sketch to work on. It's kind of a nice sound, ASMR sounds. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, that was freaking great. Thank you, Michael Cohen. Thank you for everything, man. <sighs> you know. We need Michael Cohen for, pre <laughs> for president. Can you, can Michael Cohen run for president? Smile like this. Can Michael Cohen run for president? If I were Biden, I'd pardon him so he could Wouldn't that be fun to see Michael Cohen? <laughs> Run, switch parties to Republican and run against Trump. He would destroy Trump. Um, besides, um, uh, uh, Michael Cohen was the victim of, of uh, um, Nazi Trump's weaponization 
of the DOJ. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, what else? About him running for um, office. Mike, Michael, if you want to run, uh, Michael, if you want to run, let me be. Let me be your VP. Everyone needs to focus on this as number one national priority. Nazi Trump one forty seven Congress members, con uh, congressional traitors must be immediately removed from office under the 14th Amendment. And, and, Our focus must be on disqualifying them all. Public office under the 14th Amendment. Please, everybody. from these upcoming midterms. Please, SOS, SOS, SOS. Keep your eyes on the... If If they are 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 um, barred from office, that my friends is 
the war. We will have won the war.